0: You're listening to episode 13 of the Curiosity Club podcast. Welcome to the Curiosity Club podcast, a safe place to get your weekly dose of life lessons, helping you let go of fear, overwhelm, and insecurity. I'm your host, Katri Barrett. And with each episode, I share my insights and practical skills for you to unlock your full potential. Live and work confidently. Be courageous. Be curious because life's too short to keep holding yourself back. Welcome back, Curiosity Clubbers. I want to start today by saying a massive thank you to all of you for showing up here each week and for those of you that perhaps are joining us for the first time today. Because last week we made it into the iTunes new and noteworthy charts, which is amazing. I'm so, so grateful to each and every one of you for helping to make that happen. It's my mission with this podcast to create a community, a club. The clue is in the name. It's a club for people who are proudly taking back the reins of their life and becoming open to growth and to change. You are all the type of people that will will find the most success and the most happiness in life because you are being curious enough to learn about yourselves. Please keep sharing the podcast with friends, family and colleagues so that we can keep sharing and building the love. And be sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already and any ratings and reviews left on iTunes are always very gratefully received. As this podcast is all about self-development, I thought it would be a good idea to explore with you today what it is that might be holding you back from creating change in your life, from creating new healthy behaviours and letting go of any unhelpful ones that might currently be keeping you stuck. One of the most common things I hear from my coaching clients is that they feel like they're stuck in a rut, that they want to change something, either to meditate more, to speak up for themselves more often, or to stop saying yes to social plans so that they can actually have a weekend at home for once. But why is it, do you think, that some of us achieve our goals while some of us fail? What is the difference between the people who reach their goal of earning £30,000 next year, or to eat less junk food or quit smoking, and those who set themselves the same New Year's resolutions year after year but fail by January the 5th every time? The answer is that it depends on your stage of readiness. How ready are you to change? There are different phases that we either move through or get stuck on depending on the balance between our reasons to do or not to do something. The more aware we are of our own behaviour the more chance we have of regulating it. So that is why we're exploring this today because if you can recognise this cycle within yourself the more hope you have of making any adjustments to your life that you desire. In order to stay attuned to your goal of improving your sleep pattern and close that screen at 1am when Netflix is about to autoplay the sixth episode of Friends, you need to first know how it makes you feel when you're exhausted all the time, the impact that this is having on your work and your health, and why you want to change your night owl behaviours. I strongly believe that in order for anyone to become the happiest and most fulfilled version of themselves, they must first reconnect with who they are, reconnect with their bodies and get to know their inner workings better. So what is it that triggers you to feel a certain way? What beliefs do you have and why? And what brings you joy in life? In order to do this, it can be really useful to get back to basics. So that means asking yourself simple questions like what are actually my behaviors what is it that you do your behaviors are every little thing that you do every single thing and they're created from either external or internal stimuli triggering a thought or a feeling within you so when you receive an email from your boss asking for a quick response to a question about tomorrow's meeting when you type that speedy reply That behaviour of writing an email has been triggered by an external stimulus. Whereas when we're talking about an internal stimulus, that is coming entirely from you. So it comes directly from your thoughts and feelings. A good example here for, is for about all those New Year's resolutioners who give up drinking alcohol for January but then find a second glass of wine has miraculously appeared in their hand and they tell themselves, well, I've had some now, there's no point in stopping, I may as well just carry on, I'll start again tomorrow. And then when tomorrow comes around, they feel really disappointed with themselves and then they reach for the wine for comfort. And again, that pattern continues until they decide that they'll just give dry January a go next year instead. The process that I want to talk to you about today comes from a model of change that was developed by a couple of researchers called Prochaska and Clemente. Their trans-theoretical change model suggests that if we want to become the most fulfilled version of ourselves, and the term for this is self actualized if we want to self actualize we need to go through a series of different stages. I'm exploring this today because by knowing these different stages, you yourself can assess your readiness to change and therefore increase your likelihood of succeeding. The first stage is pre-contemplation and this is the point where you just flat out go I don't want to do it. I'm not doing it. Now there's a few different reasons as to why people get stuck on this stage. The first being lack of knowledge that you just didn't know what, about whatever it is. Let's say you didn't eat any vegetables at all because you genuinely didn't know that you can't get all the nutrition and fiber you need to be healthy from only eating McDonald's. I mean, that is quite a dramatic example. But I think so many people are stuck in unhelpful behaviors because they have either been misinformed about something or they just didn't have the knowledge. That's why it's so important to keep asking questions and being curious about your habits. The second reason people get stuck at pre-contemplation is because they don't have the confidence and the positive self-beliefs they need in order to move forward. Do you ever tell yourself that you will never get that job so there's no point in even applying? Perhaps that you aren't good enough, pretty enough, smart enough to be able to change. If you don't believe that you are capable of succeeding, whether it's getting a promotion, giving a great talk or running a 10K, then you will stay stuck at the pre-contemplation stage because it all feels hopeless and you will feel defeated before you've even begun. The third reason why you might be stuck here is because you are defiant. Everyone is nagging you that you should change, that you should listen better, be more confident, you should drink less, eat less sugar. Rather than that inspiring action within you, all it is doing is causing you to say, screw you all, you can't tell me what to do, I am not doing that. That inner voice inside you says change is too hard, it is not worth it. I think we all know someone, even if it isn't ourselves, that is the defiant one. I can certainly recognize it in other people and in myself. I definitely see myself being defiant sometimes, even though someone is saying something to me that I know I do want to change myself. And that is the key to first recognize when you are being defiant. Then you can begin to work towards the next stage. You see, one of our most important needs as human beings is to have autonomy. We all want to be at the the steering wheel of our own lives, the captain of our own ships. It's this desire to be in control of our existence that fuels our yearning to want to make changes in the first place, to create new habits and new behaviours. However, if you're in a place of defiance, it can keep you stuck stuck in the same old patterns and the same old ruts because we don't like to feel as if anyone else is controlling us by telling us that we ought to change. And we can also unintentionally cause others to get stuck at the pre-contemplation stage because we are doing exactly that. We are telling them that they should eat more vegetables or exercise more or try meditation. And by doing so, we make them feel like we're taking away their autonomy. So to make themselves feel like they're more in control, they decide to not do the thing at all. And how often do you find yourself suggesting to a parent, a partner or a friend that they ought to do something, to perhaps swap a particular behaviour for a more healthy one? How does it go down when you do? And how do you feel when people tell you what to do? those of us who are a little more receptive to suggestions from other people are so driven by their burning desire to change that it's that autonomy that's acting as fuel. Well, then those people will move to the next stage. And that next stage is contemplation. This is when you're kind of stuck on the fence. Your pros and your cons about changing the behavior are about equal. You know that you want to stop say, spending your time on Instagram or applying. You want to apply for better jobs or you want to do more yoga, but you don't really know how to do it or if you're good enough. It's basically that you're in a comfortable situation. So why would you go change it? You're earning good money and you don't feel that bad. So why rock the boat at all? Yet there is that niggling little voice in the background telling you that you are better than this. You deserve more and you are capable of more. What you do have at this stage is hope. Hope that you can change what is no longer serving you. For me as a life coach, this is the sweet spot. If you are at this stage and you come to me for coaching, this is what we would work on together. We'd work on reducing those cons of changing and increasing the pros of a new, healthier behaviour. We would start by finding clarity on exactly what you want to get out of life. And this would tell you what it was you needed to alter. By being more confident in who you are and what you want, you would no longer have mixed feelings about whether you want to start your own business or apply for that promotion or perhaps go back to uni. This would move you onto the next stage, which is preparation. When you're not quite doing the thing yet, but you are getting ready to do so in the near future. You've perhaps started to boast to friends and family that this new and improved version of you is just around the corner. And you've started to get all of your ducks in a row. So you've begun to take those little actions towards the big goals, such as having less alcohol when you go out on a Saturday night rather than your usual three bottles of wine. Maybe you've started to speak your mind more when you're around friends, yet you'd still like to find the confidence to do so at work. You've moved into the preparation stage when things are beginning to happen, but you're not making the big changes you'd ultimately like to. What you need to do here, and again, this is what I spend a long time working on with clients, is to understand what limiting beliefs are holding you back. Are you too scared to speak your mind at work because deep down you believe that you aren't good enough for the role? At this stage, it's probably the fear of failing that's holding you back. So it's vital to reach out for support. If you don't have a coach, then confide in a trusted friend or colleague and tell them about your plan to change. Keep reminding yourself of how you will feel when you get that promotion or that pay rise or that part in a film. All this preparation will help you feel more confident about what it is you need to do. Once you've figured out exactly what you need to do and you have belief in your ability to do so, then you have the potential to move on to the fourth stage of change, which is taking action. This means that you're doing it. You are pitching new ideas to your boss when usually you'd be afraid they'll say no. You're speaking up in meetings when usually you'd keep quiet. You're asking colleagues for help when usually you'd be too embarrassed. And it's here that you need to strengthen your commitments to change and to fight any urges that, keep, that come up enticing you to slip back into any old habits. It can be really helpful to substitute bad behaviours for healthier behaviours. So for example, at three o'clock when you always reach for a snack, can you replace that for something a little bit more healthier if perhaps your goal is to eat a more balanced diet it can also be really helpful to reward yourself so when you achieve those little actions treat yourself buy yourself that outfit you've wanted for ages go out to that really nice restaurant you've wanted to try for a really long time and lastly and this is sometimes quite a difficult one to kind of accept and that is avoid people or situations that do not bring out the best in you. So if certain friends bring out that bad unhealthy habit and behavior in you, perhaps you need to distance yourself from them for a while. It doesn't mean cutting them out completely, it just means creating some space whilst you're creating this long Lasting change because at this stage you still risk lapsing back and going back and regressing in your progress. So, you need to create, or in order to create that long lasting, sustainable change, sometimes it means we need to distance ourselves from certain people. Once you've been making positive changes to your behavior for six months or so, you will then move into the final stage, and this is maintenance. In order to maintain your new, more helpful way of doing things, you need to keep yourself motivated. You need to keep reminding yourself of why you want that promotion, of how good practicing yoga and eating more vegetables makes you feel. It's also so important to check in and remind yourself of how far you've come. So look back, look at the progress you've made this this far and use that as inspiration to drive you forward there's always going to be times when perhaps your old unhelpful behaviors creep back in again and this is when it's up to you whether you let those couple of times you got a little wasted or missed your yoga class or didn't speak up at work you you choose whether that means you failed and give up completely or whether you take lessons from that slip up and bring yourself back on track again. Change isn't an overnight process. It happens in these phases that I've mentioned until you get yourself to a point where it can be sustained. In order to get to that stage, both your motivation, your reasons why, and your confidence, so the belief that you can, need to be strong enough to keep driving you forward. Of course, there's always going to be the risk of falling off the wagon and slipping back into our old ways of being. In order to keep the momentum going and heading towards that long-term transformational change, you need to keep working on your confidence and your motivation. So keep feeding your positive beliefs. Enlist the help of supportive friends. Read books that inspire you. Watch films, Netflix, YouTube that inspires you. Meditate. Meditate. Improve your ability to relax because stress is always the killer of joy, of creativity, and it pushes us sometimes to our limits when unhealthy behaviours tend to creep back in. So really work on reducing your levels of stress as much as you can. Now, no matter what the behaviour is or how unhelpful or how long we've been doing it, we all have the ability to change. But sometimes we do need help doing so. If you feel like a lack of motivation or confidence is currently keeping you stuck in a rut, then this is something that I can help you with. My Curiosity Coaching Program is a -a one-of-a-kind transformational program to help you make confident decisions in your career and your personal life, to improve your resilience to stressful situations and help you reconnect and make friends with your body in the process. If you feel like you're missing out on life because you keep going around in circles and holding back, then reach out and get in touch. I'd love to speak to you more about how the program could help you. Send me an email at hello at or reach out over on Instagram. I'm at catrybarrett. Because life is too short for shoulda, woulda, couldas. And I wholeheartedly believe that you can be whoever you want to be. So until next time, my loves, stay curious.